Welcome to Unmistakably Star Wars, your source for a high-quality, informative, and entertaining look into the Star Wars galaxy. So strap yourself in, because here's where the fun begins. I can't lie, listeners. I came into tonight's recording fired up, ready to record. (laughs) And Jeremy, you came to the studio tonight, which is great and all. We're glad you're here with us. Uh, You brought with you, though... uh, a video that you, you showed me online. And so let me just first begin by saying, parents, as a PSA for you, the the more you know, there are some things on the interwebs that your children shouldn't see. <laughs> oh, you want to monitor what's being viewed in your house. Yeah. Jeremy, um, um, describe, if you will, because <laughs> I'm, I'm so traumatized, I can't even really talk about you, it. You are. You're playing like I watched it's a it. joke. That would have been then, an amazing reaction video to film my reaction with that. Oh, I got a picture. Oh, good. Well, maybe we'll post that <laughs> wow. on, on the Twitter account then. Yeah. No, so, it's just it's just the, the wonderful uh, Red Letter Media took over 2,000 Star Wars original Kenner action figures yeah. and melted them down in acid. Mm. Melted them. Mm. Yep. And then yeah. formed them into a, a big cube. block of... yeah. Ruined plastic. And the time-lapse video of <laughs> my childhood dissipating in the bubbly, acidy waters. Yeah. I, I, I loves, huh? I loves some red letter media. I, I don't know what to do with that. You're, video. you're rare. A lot of people hate them. So. Well, because I appreciate, like, I appreciate, you know, how they, how they, they come across. Yeah. That wounded me, though. Yeah, they like to wound people, I I'm think. Gonna, I'm going to have to make sure, remind me as soon as we're done tonight, I'm going to make sure and see if I can double book my therapist for later this week. <laughs> you know, you just you just got to, like, <laughs> with them, just just let them be, and, and it'll be okay. Indeed. Indeed. Well, listen, Tauntauns, we're glad you are with us. This is our 170th episode of Unmistakably Star Wars. I am the curator of content for this evening's journey. Devin Cleffer, and joining me in the USW World Headquarters, located in the San Francisco Bay Area, the one and only Barb the Canadian. That's me. Hey, everybody. And also, as I mentioned, in the studio amongst us, the original big deal, the one and only Mr. (laughs) Jeremy Scott. Hi. Wow, way to come out of the gates. Man, as always, the bookend on the lower 48 states, the one and only Emphas Eve. Welcome, Eve. Hello, everybody. So listen, I was going to start before Jeremy came in here and just completely gave me some PTSD stuff to work with. Uh, a, a brief story about um, the Mary Sues. You're, you're, you're familiar with this term, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, the Mary, Mary Sue, for those of you that are unfamiliar with the term, is it's a derogatory term that some use to describe. Um, how would you put this, Jeremy? Those the female characters that where did their powers come from? Yeah. Type situation just end up being awesome at everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so they're they're sometimes described as being a Mary Sue because, like Ray is a great example. A lot of people say that she's a Mary Sue because where in the world would she get all that power from? So here's the story. My daughter and her friends were playing in the backyard. 
And they're playing Star Wars because what else would they play in this house? Correct. <laughs> Thank you. And um, one of the young lads that was playing with her said, you can't do that. Mm-mm. Nope. You can't do that. You're a girl. You can't have that much power. Mm. <laughs> so, um, let me go first on the record with my disclaimer that I do not Is the young advocate man still violence. Alive? I do not advocate <laughs> violence. However, I must confess also, dear listeners, that there was a twinge of fatherly pride bubbling beneath the surface as she skipped the force push and just straight up pushed him to the ground. Sweet. Oh, Joe Ainsley. <laughs> to which I grinned, nodded my head, gave a tip of the cap, and walked back in the house, knowing that my daughter was going to be able to take care of herself. That's beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was very beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Girl power. Well, listen, Todd, Todd, tonight we got a lot of fun stuff on the show. We're going to be talking about you know this episode nine thing that, what are we, like uh, about nine months away, eight months, ten months, something like that, months away. And uh, we still don't have a title yet. We still don't have a title yet. But, however, um, the, the interwebs have been working hard to, to discover it. Yeah. maybe find the title that's out there somewhere. Of, of in the course. Network. Yes. And we've, we've, got, we've got some insight from actually some folks on the Lucasfilm Story Group. And um, it's kind of intriguing, if at all there's any truth to what they had to say in the article. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about, you know, the number one definitive canonical answer to who the most powerful Jedi actually is. The the case has been put to rest. Yeah, we're done. The attorneys can go home. (laughs) Uh, There's no need to bring out further evidence. We can rest the case. We'll talk about that. Also... Star Wars as a franchise is it is it changing its tone? I remember as a as a young Tauntaun uh, on the the plains of Hoth when my my dad would often say, "You watch your tone with me." <laughs> and um, my goodness, is Star Wars going the same way as Mild Man? Is it changing its tone? And is it for the good or the bad? I don't know. We'll talk about that. And then we're going to continue our mini series. What's my line? Looking at the most pivotal lines of dialogue from the various characters throughout the galaxy. And this week, Jeremy, it's your man crush, the one and only Kylo Ren. (laughs) This is exciting. It It is is. exciting. Should we address him as Kylo or Ben? Which do you prefer, Jeremy? (sighs) It depends on my mood. Okay. Great. Yeah. I'm I'm feeling a little Kylo tonight. I don't know. Yeah. All right. I don't know where you guys are at, but. All right. Well, party in the back, (laughs) business in the front. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's jump into our top three news stories for the week. Number three. Did I just compare Kylo Ren to a mullet? You did. I did. That's yeah. fascinating. That's okay. Though. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that. So listen, let's jump into this. Long before the internet was around, there were debates among fandom. Who is the most powerful Jedi? And of course, even before we got the prequels, when we just had the original trilogy to work with, we talked about it. We mostly talked about Luke, about Ben, about Yoda. As canon grew, as it expanded, even with what's now considered the expanded universe, the legends, we had all kinds of Jedis thrown at us. And for various reasons, um, some really kind of rose to the top of fan thoughts and polls as far as like, that one's the most powerful. No, this one's the most powerful. Mm -hmm. And as we've talked about, one of the things that makes fandom cool is when you can actually have dialogue like that. Yeah. yeah. To actually actually forego talking about serious things in the world, given everything that's going on, and talk about... Who is the most powerful Jedi? It's important. 
Um, listen, I we're just gonna have to cross that off the list of future closer look topics Aww. because it has been settled. It has been settled. As as we've kind of touched on previously, Marvel has come out with yet another iteration of Star Wars comics. This one, Star Wars: Age of the Republic, and. I tell you what, they didn't waste any time just going for the juggler with this. Yeah, yeah. They come out of the box. They give us a, a fascinating scene. Let me just kind of paint the scene for you to give you some context. This Jedi, who shall remain nameless right now, this <laughs> Jedi purposefully gets captured. While this Jedi is in captivity, with his mind, and only his mind, he activates his lightsaber. And that lightsaber goes slicing and dicing through enemies. It, it's pretty epic to the point cool. of like, I, I, I had to process that for some time to think like, do I even like that? Yeah. Yeah. But nonetheless, it was epic. So the Jedi, you reach into the bag and you pull out the hilt that says bad mother on it. <laughs> <laughs> According to Marvel. Yeah. The baddest Jedi is none other than Mace Windu. Yay. Whoa. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. That's fine. Sure. Why not? <laughs> wow. I'm with Jeremy on that one. Thank you. Why? What? Where, where am I? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> what? All right, Barb, I'm coming to you first. What? The debate has been settled. It's official now. And you're just kind of whomping it? Yeah. I mean, it's it's Mace Windu. He's, he's a powerful Jedi, but this de- by no means proves that he's the most powerful Jedi because we're seeing something that... We didn't see other Jedis do. It's not to say that... I think Vader could have done all of that. But he didn't. I don't know. I don't know what Jeremy's take on it is, but I would like to say... I would like to say if we're going to be seeing... If we're going to be seeing a Jedi do things like this, then I don't think people out there can be batting an eye at what Leia did in The Last Jedi. Yeah, well, she's a Mary Sue. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> I gotta remember that's a that joke. Was a, that was the part that was cut from. If you go go look at the Empire Strikes Back deleted scenes, they cut it in the editing room. It's on the editing floor. It says, "No, there is another Mary Sue," but they cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mary Sue. Yeah. yeah. Um, Eve, you're resonating with everybody on this podcast except for me. I feel yep. betrayed. What is going on? <laughs> why Why are you so humbug about this? I like it fine. It's it's sure. That's Way to how come I strong. feel. Sure. It's listen, Mace was always a very cool, suave, you know, um attracting character and I know that he has that power attributed to him. But for me, Sam Jackson just I can't see him being the most powerful Jedi and because that was the actor that was put in the role it doesn't it, is it intriguing? Yes. Is it cool? Maybe. I just <laughs> he was already cool. I you know, mm. I thought he had his moment and it was over. I like that you know, Samuel said he would come back if ever the opportunity. I like my actors in Star Wars to be like that with their roles. Mm. But overall, it doesn't change the way that I feel towards him. And it doesn't make me look at my own opinion on who is the most powerful Jedi and change it any. Wow. You know, you know, you two are, you are ballist. (laughs) This is all because he's bald, isn't it? If if he had flowing locks like Ben Solo. Oh, yeah. 
Most powerful. <laughs> Not at all. Oh, my God. We know who the most powerful is. All right, is. here he comes. Go. It's Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Projecting himself across the galaxy. Couldn't even get the X-Wing out of the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I, I, seriously, you ready to go to like philosophical places? Go I've on. already seen 2,372 <laughs> original <laughs> Kinder Toys melted tonight, so you, you can't get much more real and philosophical than that. So <laughs> hit me with your best shot, Pat Benatar. <laughs> oh, man. Well, what are we defining as powerful? I mean, I think Mace is is definitely. I think it's established in Legends novels, in the films themselves. He's probably the greatest warrior. Yoda might be in the same mm. same level, right? Or the most powerful warrior, fighter, whatever you want to. But like, is that what is that the mark of the Jedi? And I think that's one mm. of the things we've been exploring lately. And all sorts of mediums yeah. in Star Wars is what yeah. makes someone powerful. Sure. Mm-hmm. And um, I think despite how people feel about The Last Jedi, everyone has an opinion. Um, Luke Skywalker really embodies the Jedi way mm. and in a very mm. powerful way. Mm. And um, I, I'm still kind of blown away that he projected himself across the galaxy, saved people's lives. Yeah. And thwarted, yeah. you know, the first order. It's the pretty, roaming charges must yeah, be killer. That's pretty cool. And so, anytime, anytime uh, a character in Star Wars gets me to talk about Luke Skywalker, I'll take it. So. All right. So, okay. Here's the thing. I way to split hairs, Mister District Attorney over there. Um, <laughs> what the hell is so, well, because listen, yeah, right? Okay. okay. You you brought up Yoda, right? Yes. Yoda couldn't handle Sidious Mace. Literally put the old man on his back. He did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, had he not been blindsided by young whippersnapper Annie over there, I think. I think. <laughs> I, think I think Palpatine, Palpatine led, led him. him. I was like, Jeremy <laughs> and I are the same. Do way. we even watch the same movies? <laughs> yes. You watch that scene. You can see the look in Palpatine's face. He's allowing it to happen. He He's allowing it so, so that he can manipulate Anakin as he's watching his. His now, face be I will say I'm down with a survival scenario for Mace. Just sure. Throw okay. That out there. All right. All right. Mm. So let me let me ask this a different way then. And Barb, I'll start with you. <laughs> this will be the shortest podcast we've ever had. <laughs> Barb, you get one Jedi to be in your corner for a fight. Who do you take? Oh, now we're thinking about things, aren't we? Because I, 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 mm. I he- yeah, I hesitated for a second. Because... Yeah, you hesitate to kill you, Barb. Kanan. <laughs> Kanan. Oh, whoa. Interesting. 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 Okay. Jeremy, who do you take? Yoda. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yep. Even though, okay, I'm not going to push back. I Listen. Yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> uh, a fight, you said, right? A fight. Yoda. Okay. Because of his acrobatic type stuff? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Why not? Right. I, I would love to go into combat with a little green gnome that can, like, ride on my back. and <laughs> Yeah. Mace can't do that, you know? You don't know that. Well. <laughs> There's apparently a lot we don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's for our patrons-only video. Um, Eve, <laughs> who you got in your corner? Uh, will it make you happy if I say Mace? <laughs> 
He's gutted for that. That's why we're not giving I, it to him. I know. I think we've established there's not a whole lot that's going to make me happy tonight. Yeah. I mean, I just like like Mace is the warrior, but that's not the embodiment of the Jedi for me. So if I'm going with a fighter, Mace would definitely be at the top of the list. But I'd probably go with prequel huh? error Obi Wan. Boom. That's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. Could you imagine him showing up though? You pick Mace. This party's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> The impersonation. <laughs> I'm not good. I never said I was good at that. That should be my ringtone. But it's just making like take that audio. Get you a copy of that. Get you a copy of that. Yes. Um, all right. So what I thought was going to be an exciting, riveting conversation turned into basically a deflated whoopee cushion. Um, <laughs> great. So it doesn't matter what Marvel says. Doesn't matter what Canon says. What do you say? It clearly doesn't matter what I say. If Marvel says it's Mason, you guys threw a wet blanket all over that. So um, I, I think the the best, greatest, most flamboyantly wonderful Jedi has got to be Yaddle. <laughs> Fight me. And, uh, so, you, you just you just stay there, Devin. Just to be clear, then you're agreeing with this article because of what you've seen in this comic book that Mace Windu can do. See, I see what you think you're doing to me there, Barb. Um, <laughs> but at this point in the conversation, I don't really give a. F- <laughs> <laughs> Eve has some editing to do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Yes, Barb, I will concur that uh, why why the the artists and authors even chose to write Mace Windu back into a story is beyond me. You know, for a moment, like, I got a question. Okay. <laughs> Should, you know, there's, there's always, we have, like, Samuel Jackson saying, ask me back anytime, I'll come back. Um, there's a lot of fans for the character of Mace Windu. Yeah. Do we ever see him in a uh, film or TV show again? Yeah. I mean, even if it's a younger, I mean, we're seeing what Avengers is doing. Yeah. Like, um, not Avengers, uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. With mm-hmm. Samuel Jackson. Yeah. It's a doable thing. Oh, totally. He'll definitely be back. And when Disney Plus gets here and they do the series of Siths on a Plane, yeah. oh. um, he'll. You've been waiting for that. I've been holding so it, it in. Well, you're welcome. Um, I don't know. Is he the type of character, though, that would excite a fan base? I guess that's my question. Do you think he's that kind of character? I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence on I like his character in Marvel way more than I liked him in Star Wars. Like in the comics, you like mm-hmm. that character. I like how Samuel L. Jackson oh, okay. portrays his character yeah. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Got it, got it, got it. Got better it. Okay. than I like how he portrays Mace Windu in the Star Wars. Got universe. it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see him as part of an ensemble. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that would be the character that I'd want, unless it was something that was very yeah. like the Revenant, you know, where yeah. he, he's yeah. this mm. in survival mode after this fall and he's trying to piece back together whatever he can to. Um, Make a comeback. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, that was a fun conversation. That was good. <laughs> oh, man. I can only see what's up next. Number two. Well, listen, as we mentioned uh, at the top of the show, there's talk about, you know, is Star Wars itself changing its tone? 
what I find most fascinating, and this is the reason that this made it into our, our new segment this week, is it's fascinating to me that I think we try sometimes too hard to put labels onto Star Wars. I think in so many ways it goes beyond the labels that even that we put on it, whether it's space opera, science fiction, whether it is the, the hero's journey or a mythological tale, all, all those things. It's that and then some space Western. Mm. It's interesting to me as, as I looked at this article and really thought about is the tone, is the tone changing? I, I don't think that it is. I think one of the things that star Wars has done since its inception, at least on film has had a, a fruit salad of seriousness, of loss, of hope, of redemption, mm-hmm. of loose comedy, of slapstick comedy. I, and what we've gotten under the Disney umbrella, I think we still largely have that. So I don't think that the Star Wars that we are now getting in the Disney era is any way making significant tonal changes to how things are written, how characters are played. The little inside jokes that that come out here and there, I I would push back into this article and say we're in a good space. Not a whole lot has changed. Eve, let me kind of bring you in at the get go on this one. What are your thoughts when you look at this article and some of the allegations? And I don't mean allegations in a negative way, but some of the allegations mm-hmm. that the author makes when it comes to how Star Wars is changing in tone, according to his opinion. I I. I kind of approach this topic very subjectively because I think you can't do it any other way. The person who writes it, the people that read it, how far and wide it goes, everyone's going to have a different opinion on this based on their own uh, appreciation of the films and what Mm. they mean to them. Yeah. And for me, I kind of – I finished this article thinking if you go back from the start – and all the way up until right now, Star Wars is just growth to me. Mm, mm. And it's just this constant shifting movement, but it's the exact same thing that's moving together as it goes mm. through the years. So I, I I take the seriousness with the lightheartedness and the silliness. And every part of it has a play because could you legitimately imagine watching <laughs> almost nine movies in one saga just drab and broody and heartbreaking and angst and not having that little bit of levity or playfulness. Mm. Mm. It would just, I don't know how many fans it would have this long, Mm. this far out. And this actually reminded me. So Charlotte Arity from Sky Talkers recently had a tweet just go insanely viral Mm. about um, a a, a girl on Twitter I won't name her. She posted the scene from The Last Jedi where where Luke is tickling Ray's hand with a little, you know, plant. Right. Stretch stretch out with the force. Yeah. Yes. And, and, And the comment was, you can't sit there and seriously tell me that this is Star Wars. Mm. And, and then another gentleman later on the fact kind of like echoed that sentiment and, Mm. So this was Charlotte's tweet, and I have to read it on air because it was just absolutely incredible, and I retweeted it as fast as I could. But she said, I love how some fanboys have this idea of Star Wars being this gritty dystopia devoid of stupid jokes. The guns go pew-pew, and the weapons are light sticks. A green Muppet that isn't Kermit taught Luke about religion. It's not that serious. 
and <laughs> it blew up. I think she's yeah. got like 20,000 likes or, you know, and I just, I wanted to just hug her in that moment because mm. I feel like there's something happening with fandom that is just <laughs> losing the point. Mm-hmm. And this article kind of triggered that a little bit for me. Yeah. I, yeah. First off, yes. Props to our, our sister show for, yeah. for getting mm-hmm. some, some traction on that. And, and I agree. I think that that's one of the things, you know, we've talked in, in the past throughout our, our time on this podcast talking about, like, how do you define Star Wars? Mm. And yeah. when people talk about, ah, it didn't really feel like Star Wars to me, whether it was a moment or an entire film or whatever else, it, it's interesting that I, I still am struggling to try to come up with a concise definition of what Star Wars is. But I think that, you know, um, Charlotte had had said right there in in her tweet that, you know, it, it's funny that we often put so much emphasis on wanting to be this dramatic or melodramatic um, <laughs> mm-hmm. tale that we can all gain so much insight from. And I think that there are parts of it that certainly do that. But go back to the original and talk about some silly humor. I mean... Somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way. I mean, it, it's in those moments that we get to see something that I think that's one of the things that fans love most about are those little moments of, of wit and, and humor. Barb, from your perspective, you read this article. Do you think that the author has a valid point? Do you have concern over these words or would you be more aligned with where Eve is? I'm definitely more aligned with where Eve is. I think that it doesn't concern me, um, this article. I think there were a few points that were interesting when he started talking about CGI and Mm -hmm. just just the new new effects and things that are more readily available for the sequel trilogy that weren't available for the original trilogy. And in that way, we're not talking story. story. We're not talking... characters and that we're talking about just the physical um just the milestones that george lucas was able to make in the 70s and 80s with these films yeah and how that's influenced the film industry and brought it to where it is now that the cinematography for the prequel trilogy is is different yeah but i don't Mm -hmm. think that takes any tone away from star wars i think that this prequel trilogy is or sequel trilogy sorry is very much on tone yeah. for Star Wars. Yeah. You know, it, mm-hmm. everything about it, it, you know, it needs those silly moments. It needs those serious mm. moments. It's got the philosophy. It's got the fighting and the battles. It's got everything that makes yeah. that tone of Star Wars that we love there. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I, I would disagree that with the article that's saying that we're losing that tone. It's yeah. just that Star Wars is evolving through the time as it should. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, what's interesting in that, that reminded me of something else I read and I, I apologize that I forget the source cause I end up reading so many different sources and articles and stuff each and every week. But it, it talked about those that were upset at the beginning of the last Jedi with Luke tossing away the lightsaber hilt and comparing, it's like, but how many of you that feel that way were absolutely thrilled when he did that in Return of the Jedi? <laughs> and it's just kind of comparing, like, 
like be careful of what you're rallying against because there's actually maybe some symbolism and, and matching it to why he did it in Return of the Jedi and why he did it in The Last Jedi. And maybe those that think that Luke is further away from his, his character arc than they had imagined or hoped for may not be as far as he really is, was. Mm. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I... <laughs> I'm totally open to hearing, you know, someone's opinion about frustrations with tone. Like, I, yeah. I don't want to, like, be dismissive of someone and how they're seeing Star sure, Wars. You absolutely. Know? I think I think that causes more problems than anything. But at the same time, man, we need to be careful with, like, it is this and not right. this. Yeah. It's always this and right. not that. You yeah. know, and, it, man, it could really box you in to only make one type of film. Right. And, and I know the... I know many of the people that would say, well, that's not, you know, about that tone and like it's changing. They would say that's probably not what they're meaning, but, right. but we just need to be open. And at the same time, Star Wars is a certain thing, you yeah. know, and I'm really curious down the road if, if they'll really branch out and I'm talking like push hard into other genres like mm. horror yeah. or, yeah. you know, romantic comedy. And I think a lot of people be like, no, that's not Star Wars, you know? Yeah. And so, Again, I think I think we need to have some freedom, but I think we all kind of have a feeling of what Star Wars is at the same time, and it's it's a fascinating conversation of what it is to us and what it means to us and yeah. what we'll tolerate and what we won't tolerate. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I, again, I think I think sometimes uh, we take it just a little too seriously, and, and I know it's Whoa. crazy talk. Yes, it's true. Um, we just need to lighten up a little bit. <laughs> well. You know, it's interesting, and I debated whether to actually, like, use this uh, Uh (laughs) comparison or not. But I think it's it's fitting. It's fitting, though. No, this is real-world stuff. Um, And and so (laughs) the United States Supreme Court did a a case years ago dealing with Larry Flint of Hustler Magazine and pornography. You're going there. Well, I'm going there because okay. I think I think the Supreme Court justice's quote is so fitting there. When, when he's trying to talk about pornography, yeah. he, he basically says, I don't know how to define it, but I know it when I see it. Yeah. And I think the same is true for, for Star Wars. I, but I, I agree with you, Jeremy, in the sense that we know it when we see it, but here's yeah. the asterisk, though. Yeah. If it's not exactly what we're expecting, hoping for, looking for, it doesn't mean it's not Star Wars. Yeah. It just might mean that it's not the Star Wars that resonates most with us. Sure. And I think that that's okay. It, we need to be able <laughs> to get to a place in our lives, yeah. all of us. Yes. Where if it's not what we're digging, yeah. let's just be okay with that. Yeah. And just yeah. wait for the next movie or the yeah. next TV show or the right. next animated yeah. series or comic or novel. And maybe we'll get it then. I mean, like, people love Solo. That's fine. Like, I'm not, like, going crazy over it. Rogue One, that's my jam, yeah. right? Like that's what I loved, yeah. and and uh, you know, Last Jedi, that's fine. Force Awakens liked a little bit more, but I'm not like all <laughs> like freaking out, you know. And and yeah. it's just I'm okay with it. Like there's gonna be another movie coming out, and and I'll like it. I'm sure, you know. It's just it's so funny how bent out of shape and upset we get mm. over this stuff yeah. when. 
Have you looked around? There's a lot to get upset of, you know. And I've over, heard rumor of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for real, you know. <laughs> and and so Star Wars is fun, and and yeah, I like talking about tone and you know the conversation about the Mandalorian and mm-hmm. like kind of what is the tone of that and how are we going to make this and um you know just talking to some of the directors about like their humor that they've brought to their own projects and yeah. will that humor be in it. I, I love those conversations and you would love, I think many fans would love to be a fly on the wall Mm. and listen to those conversations Mm. because it's about star Wars and telling stories within the star Wars galaxy. And, and that's enjoyable, but, Mm. but I don't think it's something to get to freak out over, you know, melt a bunch Mm. of Kenner figures. Yeah. That's just, (laughs) that's heresy, man. Oh my gosh. Well, Hey, let's continue on and get to our number one news topic of the week. Number one. We gonna get a preview or a trailer during the Super Bowl? We gonna get it during whatever, whatever? Nope, 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 nope. Not a, not a, not (laughs) just crickets. Nothing happening. Um, We we even that suspected that we might at least maybe hopefully just get a title. Give us some table scraps, please. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. Um, But here's what was even more interesting. Among the things out there concerning speculation on episode nine title, we we had um, one member, Pablo Hidalgo of Lucasfilm, actually weigh in on Twitter and say that even he doesn't know, at least at the time Mm -hmm. this week, even he doesn't know what the episode nine title will be. Jeremy, let me begin with you this yeah. round. One, are you buying this that Pablo Hidalgo, members of the story group, don't know what the freaking title of the yeah, movie I is? I totally believe them 100%. <laughs> they just tell truth all the time. <laughs> I'm sure they know. You know what it is. If not, okay. You know, it's just like, I love just the speculation, man. It's just a weird freaky kind of bizarre little world that you step into that people like want to sit around (laughs) and create titles to a movie that hasn't been titled yet. It's just like, like screen rant has an article yesterday. Just the top, I think it's the top five best and top. We're going to go there in a minute. Are we? Yeah, we're going to go there. So, I mean, it's just, I'm reading through right now and I'm like, that's fun. Okay, cool. But it's just like, People are getting worked up, yeah. you know? It's, it's just it's like... It's true. Yeah. I, I often thought, though, like one of the coolest jobs would be to sit in an air-conditioned office and be responsible <laughs> for naming either paint or Crayola crayon colors. Yeah. <laughs> just coming up with like all kinds of things. Better yet, Baskin-Robbins flavor. Yes. It has colors in it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> El Gordo. Um <laughs> <laughs> Barb, when do you think we might actually get a title? Do you think they're going to hold it until Celebration and release it there to those who are attending and maybe catching a live stream? There's part of me that realized since it hasn't come out this week that there's a chance yeah. that they're going to wait and yeah. unveil it at Celebration. Yeah. Yeah. At least mm. for sure the trailer. Mm. Um, I would love to hear what the title is before Celebration, but I think for this, just the last in this episodic um you know, episode nine, that they're just going to hold out as long as they can. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting because our, our time between now and celebration is rapidly diminishing. Yes, I'm realizing. And and, <laughs> and I'm, it's almost like, why why would you even think about doing it other than at celebration at this stage in the game? 
So it, it'd be interesting. Eve, you are uh, also a, a business owner, which means mm. that you know a little something about marketing. From your yes. perspective, do, do you think that this is the way to go? Is we, <laughs> Not even Disney themselves will push back against that. Eh, maybe they need to rethink some strategy here and there. Bob Iger's on the record with that. <laughs> We didn't have celebration last year. So do you think that this is them actually getting their ducks in a row and saying, you know what? We're going to do it. It's going to be at celebration. It will be cause for celebration. And marketing-wise, that's the best route to take. Yes. I, I think from a marketing standpoint, I think that would be the best and most meaningful strategy, mm. I think, because mm. it's you know it's the final. It's the end, like Barb said. And yeah. And because there wasn't a celebration last year and Solo didn't do well, I think they had to reevaluate a few things. But when you said, I'm a business owner and asked me about marketing my tiny little photography business versus Disney, apples to oranges. So I don't necessarily know if what I would do is right for a corporation like Disney. I think I don't think they're playing it safe and I don't think that they're necessarily – like really drilling it, like making everybody insane on purpose. But I think mm. they're doing something with mm-hmm. a bigger intention behind it. Yeah. I think that's a great way to say yeah. it. And I think yeah. that there's something, I don't know if it's bold or beautiful or both, but I, I think <laughs> it's Barb, of course, not to be confused with the bold and the beautiful, the <laughs> long time running uh, Emmy winning soap opera on American television. Um, yeah, but thanks for clearing that. That's <laughs> what he's here for. Yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting though. If they are indeed waiting till celebration to reveal the title, two things are happening. Thing number one is people are still talking about it, mm-hmm. and thing number two is they're not talking mm-hmm. about it in a negative way, hating on the title. So I think if indeed this is part of their strategy, bloody brilliant, <laughs> bloody brilliant. All right, so Jeremy, you've already yeah. read the Screen Rant article. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I didn't put it on the show notes on purpose because I wanted to run okay. some of these ideas. I was like looking at my notes. Yeah, going, no, it was no. it was intentional left off. So, all right. So, even I'm begin with you. I'm going to read you mm. uh, one of the the titles that someone out there in the nebulous of fandom yes. has offered up as as a potential episode <laughs> nine title. And you tell me thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm not going to tell you how they're listed <sighs> on this article or. Whether or not it's it's best, worst, or somewhere in between. So, here is your right. choice. Okay. Star Wars, Episode mm-hmm. 9, Reign of Darkness. Reign of Darkness. Okay, immediate thoughts. I like it because I'm into that dark, angsty vibe. But I don't think it's good for an end name. Mm. There's, no, okay. there's no hope whatsoever in that name. Okay. Yeah. No, it's just reign of darkness. Yeah, reign yeah. of hope. Um, reign of no hope. Barb, buying or selling? Star Wars Episode Nine: Balance of the Force. No. 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 Okay. Here's let me let me just kind of take a segue and, and tell you what's fascinating about this. Reign of Darkness was voted as the number one worst title option. And Balance of the Force was rated as the best option. Can, can I explain my answer? Please. No. Right. Yes, <laughs> let her explain. Oh, well, Jeremy will like it. So Jeremy kind of tainted me a while back because... He does that, yeah. Yes. Because he Everything. said 
he said that he liked the flow of the titles, that mm. it's making this one ah, sentence. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Force mm. Awakens, mm-hmm. The Last Jedi, and was it To End All Wars that you were thinking? I can't remember. Wow, but, sounds like a door song. <laughs> Break on through, right? Yeah. Anyways, because of that, <laughs> I feel for those of you not watching the live feed on social media, Barb had a bit of a laughing spat. <laughs> Where was I? This is getting good. Okay, yeah. Because okay. of Jeremy tainting the title. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know if I did that, but I'll 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 take it. Yeah. Just balance of the force just doesn't it mm. doesn't seem right yeah. for the third installment. It doesn't it doesn't have that that closure to the trilogy. Okay. It doesn't have that pow effect. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And and it doesn't finish off that sentence that, you know, yeah. Jeremy put in my head. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So also, Barbara oh, go ahead, Eve. I just I'm real nitpicky with this and I know mm-hmm. that I need to just sit down with it, but I don't want a repeat of words in the third title. They use the force mm-hmm. in episode yeah. seven. Oh. I it'll it'll piss me off if it's a, if it's in episode nine. <laughs> wow, wow, that could be I, that could I be a fun with, reaction I'd video. Agree with that, because yeah. yeah, let's branch out a bit here. Let's have something totally new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. They used of the in the more than one Star Wars title. Oh, Devin, Damn. you're that guy. <laughs> you're that guy. Sure. Wow. Yeah. I'm. T- oh, okay. No, no, right, no. Bar- actually, I hold on. I posted that on Twitter, and somebody actually did comment with that. In a snarky way. Thank you. Like, what about Thank you. Of <laughs> Thank you. Like, yes. Yeah. Simpatico. All right. I'm sticking with you, Barb. Okay. Star Wars Episode Nine: Rebellion Reborn. That's I haven't heard that. Hadn't heard about that one. So that one is interesting. I like that one out of all the ones. So you, you would said. go thumbs up on that? Yes. All right, Eve, coming to you. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Episode Nine. The Last Hope. She won't like no. it because of the repeat no. of the word. <laughs> no. I don't like that either. And this was on this no. article voted as one of the best or named as one of the best. Um, Jeremy, let me bring you in on this one. Even though uh, you cheated and read ahead, you doing your research over there. I know. Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine. Order of Rin. Nah. No. No. It's similar with the arguments that like with uh, Reign of Darkness. It's just. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not down with the. It makes me feel like I'm at a restaurant. <laughs> give me uh, some of the fries and give me give me an order of Rin. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. To go. Yeah. Yeah. I think of onion rings for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. Mm, no, not rings. that one. No. Okay. I, although the Knights of Rin can be in the movie all they want, but I don't want it to be called. I'll let called. JJ know you approve. Yeah. Thanks. Sure. <laughs> uh, Eve. Star Wars Episode Nine: The New Order Rises. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I have to like sit with it. <laughs> Great. Well, we'll come back to you next week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Barb. Sounds good. Star Wars Episode Nine. Son with an O. Son of Darkness. Mm. No. It's very Van Helsing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is. Jeremy. Star Wars Episode Nine. Spark of Hope. Nope. Wow. Anybody else like that one? Barb. No. Eve. I think it's the same arguments. You're wanting to to get something completely different in terms yeah. of the word choice. Okay, right? well then you're going to hate this next one. Eve, <laughs> Star Wars, Episode Nine, 
ashes of the empire. Uh, from a writer standpoint, I think it packs the most punch, but again, it's not good closure vibes. Okay. All right. Barb, Star Wars Episode Nine: A New Order. Uh, no. Wow. No. Okay. I'm hoping it's actually none of these on this list so far. Yeah, yeah. well, and Same. chances are that's probably pretty high probability. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not necessarily a fan of, of any of these. A New Order, I, I'm thinking like my 1980s infatuation <laughs> with Blue Tuesday, I believe it was, by New Order. Um <laughs> Barb, do you have any proposals for an episode nine title? Should JJ come a calling? <laughs> Me? Okay, I've never. You are Barb, yes. Yes, I've never professed to be a good writer. I always say that let's leave it in the hand of the professionals. Yeah. So, no, I don't. But I really do like that concept of the sentence being finished. What would be something... Okay, so The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, blame Mad Libs here. What, what, what's going to be? What's going to be? <laughs> putting me on the spot to think of what Luke says in the last Jedi as he's not the last Jedi. So if it's Ray, the force awakens the last Jedi. See, I know I have no idea. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not good at this. That's okay. That's okay. If you give me like a week <laughs> to think about it, we'll maybe. give you a week. We'll have you back next week. That's okay. <laughs> Jeremy, any yeah. thoughts in terms of a title, in terms of a title? I, I no. I mean, that's again, it's, uh, I just would, I'm looking forward to something unique and different, you yeah. know, and I'm to the point where I'm okay with, uh, you know, when I heard like attack of the clones, I was kind of like, what, you know, yeah. what is this? Right. But I, I wouldn't mind that campy serial movie kind of feel mm. to the, to the title, okay. you know, um, force awakens, the last Jedi, great titles. Um, but I, I would like some more camp, you know, Attack of the Clones, the Phantom Menace style. Mm. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. Eve, mm. JJ comes a calling. <laughs> Your pager goes off in the middle of the night. My pager, yo, oh, my pager. It says <laughs> JJ nine one one nine one one. You call it back. Um, wh what do you tell him? <laughs> uh, so Megan Cullinan. Yes. Um, and I <laughs> spent the better part of a few hours a couple days ago <laughs> trying to spitball ideas for this title back and forth, and it just devolved into chaos. I think mm. I got nothing. I went through every title crawl <laughs> trying to find some sort of clue. Mm. It, it's just – and it's frustrating because I'm a writer, and I'm, I love titling things, and – and putting an image to a brand, and, and that's something I find a lot of delight with. And this is just a big, empty black hole. Mm. There's no words when it comes to what the title could be. Eve, in your opinion, do you think that the title, whenever it is released and whatever it is, do you think it's actually going to give us much insight into the film itself? In other words, I think mm. some of the Star Wars titles are more obvious than the other. I think some people, except Jeremy, maybe for you, are still trying to figure out The Phantom Menace. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but do you think it's going to be something that, that seems 
appropriate and is going to have that because this is the finale, right? The finale of all finales, episode mm-hmm. nine. Do you think that it's going to have something that is going to encompass not just kind of the end of the sequels, but the end of the, as far as we know, Star Wars Skywalker story? I think to a certain level it has to have that. But mm. I think what's going to happen is fandom's going to do its fandom thing and read into it <laughs> to the nth degree. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, it, and everyone's going to be wrong. Mm. And then we're going to go see the movie and hopefully, fingers crossed, to be very happy with it and see how it all lines and links. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah. When you think of the title, you wonder, is it going to be kind of big picture? Mm. You know, re- mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, dealing with more than just a person or right. just a few people. Yeah. Return of the Jedi, you know, the last Jedi, you know, are we going to get something more along the lines of like broader, you yeah. know, the empire strikes back, you yeah. know, um, I mean, they could call it the final conflict or something, you know, mm. just like, mm. you know, something like very Star Trek to me. Yeah. I mean, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, but something like, and even if you said that, they're like, wait, wait, is it over? Is there not going to be any more Star Wars, you know? And so people are going to freak out and, you know, <laughs> I am it's just totally with you on that. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting too. If you're going to go down yeah. that road, it, Thinking in, in terms of how how much will fandom make up its mind about the movie itself by yeah. just hearing the title? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, we are a wacky group. It, we, we are. are it's kind of group. It's fun and we, weird. We've got to yeah. be the most dysfunctional family in the history of history. <laughs> Star Wars fandom. Yeah, I, I, I just totally. I couldn't imagine another one that's more dysfunctional than us. <laughs> I mean, in a good, loving way for most of us. I'll take that trophy. Yeah, we've got a few weird uncles, but oh my goodness! All right, Tauntauns. Well, listen, we solved no mystery tonight. Um, but we're a closer look. It's still right around the corner. So Yay. stick around. We'll be right back with the closer look topic. <laughs> I'm going in closer to one of the big ones. Closer, closer. Come closer. I have good news. A certain point of view. Same thing I always do, talk my way out of it. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. I never ask that question until after I've done it. You're going to find that many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view. It's true, Ben. It does depend greatly on our own point of view. I, as I was listening to that, I'm wondering if I should cut the Liam Neeson part out of that, given the events <laughs> oh, of the last couple of weeks. I don't me, know if you uh, haven't caught up with that. Mm-hmm. Um, just avoid it. It's best if you just avoid it. All right. So listen, we are jumping into our closer look topic, and we are continuing our mini series entitled What's My Line? We're taking a look at pivotal dialogue for a variety of characters from across the galaxy. And by pivotal dialogue, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the most quotable dialogue. It doesn't necessarily mean it's something that we would bring up as even like one of the more popular or best lines, but it's something that really has an impact on that character's story arc, their their character arc as well. It's something that gives us a little bit of window into the depth of the character. So this week, Jeremy, as I said at the top of the show, we're, we're talking about your man crush, Kylo Ren. Um, first off, can you just, uh, I guess, either confirm or deny the rumor that you indeed 
will be going as the shirtless Kylo at Celebration. <laughs> exactly. Nice. Shave my chest. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Why not? That's awesome. Yeah. That'll that'll feed my anxiety yeah. beautifully. Yeah. From Wookiee to Sith, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. All right. So, listen. Um, Eve, let me begin with you. It comes to Kylo Ren. And uh, listen. Yeah. I'll open it up. If, mm-hmm. you, if you need to include anything about Raylo in this conversation. No. You may do. <laughs> Whoa. No. You may do so. Nope. However. Nope. However. Um, I'll take a little Raylo. Wow. Do you say you'll tickle a little Raylo? <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> Is that what you call I a little? I will take, take a little Raylo. Okay. Tickle. <laughs> I was going to say, that's, that's a different podcast entirely. <laughs> that's the After Hours show? The oh. Fetish Show. Oh, my goodness. Well. Unmistakably fetishes. Um, <laughs> what? Barb has a straight face. I'm a little frightened. Wow. Barb, <laughs> let's talk Kylo Ren. Yes. Um, first off, do you prefer Kylo? Do you prefer Ben? I like that he's Ben. Yeah. But in the movies we've seen so far, he's Kylo Ren. Okay. Yeah. So when it comes to Kylo then, mm-hmm. give us an idea from your perspective, some of those pivotal lines where this gives us an interesting inside look at the character. Well, I actually have a lot, so I'm going to try not to say all of them because need to give everybody a shot Aww. here. But... Um, just starting with The Force Awakens, um, this is a longer line, but this is the part of the movie that really gives insight into his motivation, mm. what's driving him, yeah. what he struggles with, yeah. and it's this conversation he's having with the melted mask of Darth Vader. Okay. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he says, ah. he's, <laughs> I, just, I just took one. <laughs> uh, he says, forgive me. I feel it again. The call to the light. Uh, show me again the power of the darkness and I will let nothing stand in our way. Show me grandfather and I will finish what you started. Mm. And I can't do that line as well as he does in that scene. There's just, mm. there's so much emotion going on in that mm. scene with him. And, mm-hmm. and then right at the end of that line, you get, the Vader music mm. and, mm-hmm. and and as it focuses in on his mask, just everything about that just sets up his character and what, why he's doing what mm. he's doing and what he believes is who to follow. Okay. You know, yeah. You know, the essence of who Vader was. Yeah. Barb, would you agree or disagree with this statement? Kylo Ren has a very low self-worth. Kylo Ren is starved for positive attention. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's very obvious in both movies. Yeah. He's, you know, when, when I was going through the lines, he says to Ray when he's trying to get information out of her, he's like, Han Solo, you see him as a father figure. He'll fail you. Or mm. what is it? I can't You'll remember. You'll be disappointed. You'll be yeah. disappointed. Yeah. And you can see mm. in him... That he's disappointed by saying that. Yeah. yeah, Um, yeah. He's disappointed in every figure that he looks to. Mm. Yeah, he's he's starving for it. Yeah. Hmm. We agreed on something tonight. That's exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Mark that time. (laughs) Eve, from your perspective, Mm -hmm. your boy's nephew. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That was a 
overly long dramatic yeah, pause. It was pretty Your boy's bad. nephew um, has committed patricide. Um, yes. His grandfather committed multiple homicides on younglings. Mm. What do you think Terrible. some of his most pivotal lines are when it comes to Kylo <laughs> Ren? Um, well, Barb, you, so I limited it to just forgive me. I feel it again, the call to the light, because I, I loved how his character is mm. so far from being set and just this kind of duplicity that's going on mm. within him and without. And that was the first kind of moment where I, I was like, Ooh, this is relatable to a, a certain extent. I want to see where this goes. So I, I really loved that mm. entire sequence. Um, and completely agree with you, Barb. But the the, the <laughs> second one <laughs> was in The Last Jedi, I'll destroy her and you and all of it. Mm. And I think kind mm. of piggybacking from that first line in The Force Awakens, this is just showing how, like, the the devolution, the devolution of his character mm-hmm. and how he's coming apart. And I think it was a result mm. of killing his father, losing Rey in his efforts after killing his master... I think it's clearly seen and the trauma is just the way Adam driver acts in that scene. And just, mm. I mean, the extension of his neck and his veins and muscles, like it's just powerful and heart. It's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mm. I'm yeah. sorry. Wow. It is beautiful. I agree. I need a moment. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <seriously. laughs> Man crush alert. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree with you. It is beautiful. Yeah. All right. So, well, with that in mind, Jeremy, then yeah. yeah, yeah. kind of take the reins from there or, and tell us what you got. That quote, the the forgive me, I feel it again, the pull to the light. I, I love it. And, and it, because it has – I have another quote. But I wanted to say just he has that show me again little moment in that paragraph and you're yeah. like, wait, what? Yeah. Again? Have they had a conversation? Right. That, you know, and so I would love to know more about what he thinks is a – he has seen before Mm. Mm -hmm. with that said um i have a kind of a i have a couplet here um yeah well i have i have a line from when i knew this was a special character Mm -hmm. it was when he said the following i'm being torn apart Mm. i'm i want to be free of this pain i know what i have to do but i don't know if i have the strength to do it will you help me Mm. all right so Mm. I'll let you, Barb, talk about that line. His, his, um, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do that. You go to The Last Jedi, he has a line where he says, I know what I have to do, and that's right before he kills Snoke. Mm. And so you see kind of that, that where, where he was at in The Force Awakens, how there's this been, even though he's right, like he's devolving, there is an evolution happening with yeah. him in terms of his assuredness or knowing what he is to be and do. Mm. Um, he's becoming more and more certain of that. Mm. And uh, it's kind of frightening mm. and, 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 and tragic. Like mm. he's profoundly a tragic character and very interesting. And for me, um, he's the most interesting thing in the sequel trilogy. Mm. Uh, I mean, mm. his, his journey and, and like, he's the main reason why I'll go sit in the theater. Yeah. One episode, I want to know what happens. Yeah. Redeemed or not redeemed. I just want to know what happens to this person. Yeah. And um, it's stuff like that. In the dialogue, you're seeing 
it's not throwaway lines. These lines yeah. are really showing a development of character. It's mm. just really kind of brilliant. And I'm sure Ryan Johnson, when he wrote The Last Jedi, he picked up on that line. I'm being torn apart. I want mm. to be free of this pain. I know what I have to do, but I, but I don't know if I have the strength. Right. Well, he has the strength when he kills Snow. Mm. He knows what he has to yeah. do and he does it. So I found that really interesting. So. I think that's a great pick, too. I, I take it a little different. I, mine actually is from The Last Jedi as well, although... I think it plays nicely with each of the quotes brought up tonight. And this is it's the scene where he and Luke are on crate. And this mm. is what Kylo says. The resistance is dead. The war is over. And when I kill you, I will have killed the last Jedi. Yeah. And of course, Luke responds with amazing. Every word yeah. that you just said was wrong. <laughs> the rebellion is reborn today. Yeah. The war is just beginning. And I'll not be the last Jedi. But here's why I picked that. And I think, like I said, it plays nicely with the quotes that you've all brought up. Yeah, Kylo Ren is unquestionably has has a super ego, right? The yeah. amount of hubris that he has yeah. is amazing. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the things that trips him out mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. most about Ray is because it's been about doing what he needed to do this yeah. whole time. Yeah. Gaining power, believing through this hubris that he's defeated the resistance, that the war is coming to a close and he's going to kill Luke Skywalker right there, right? And yet, at the very um, moment before that happens, right, when he and Ray are in Snoke's throne room, and he presents it to Ray, like, come join me. And, like, yeah. she doesn't even hesitate. Yeah. If there's a moment of hesitation in her, it's just because she can't believe that, like, he's reverted back to this monster, as she would define him, that yeah. she thought he w- he was coming out of. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that about this character. I, I think that it's, you know, we, we see Luke struggle with hubris at various points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yoda talks about the hubris of the Jedi. Yeah. I think that that's one of the things that is so great about Qui-Gon is that he often pushes back against the Jedi because he fears the hubris. Yeah, he does. I, I think Kanan touches on that too yeah. in, in Rebels, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, he does, yeah. I don't think we've just seen it turned up to 11 like this before. <laughs> yeah. Um, with the possible exception of maybe Palpatine himself. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think we got enough of Snoke to know he was probably 10 or, 10 or higher. But yeah. yeah. Because Kylo is so featured, so prevalent in this sequel trilogy that it's, it's fascinating to just see the ego and the hubris really rule him. And Barb, I think I'll bring it back to you. I think that that is one of the things that plays so well as far as the mindset of this character being quite frankly um what i would assume feelings of um low self-worth trying to when i see things and when i hear things like this and, and other parts that we've seen with that character is i see someone who just wants to be accepted mm-hmm. and i'm mm-hmm. guessing maybe that's something that little kylo maybe didn't get enough of. Yeah. And I think that we've got some some innuendos that that would probably support that when it comes to some of the the novels out there and stuff. Mm. I think it's it's interesting that you say that because there there was one line that he said that really made me think of Anakin and his struggle. Yeah. Um because I think there's a lot of um lacking of self worth with Anakin as yeah. well. And you can mm. see a lot of similarities between these two characters. And then I was thinking about this line right before one that Jeremy shared where um, 
Han approaches him on the bridge and mm. it's before he takes his mask off mm. and he mm. says, your son is gone. Mm. He was weak and foolish like his father. Mm. So I destroyed mm. him. Mm. Now, several weeks back when we did Vader, I shared a quote of Vader when he's in the fight with Ahsoka mm. in Twilight of the Apprentice. Thank you. Yeah. Twilight of the Apprentice. Yeah. Um, and he said, Anakin was weak mm. and I destroyed him. Mm. Same thing going on yeah. here that he's saying is he's destroyed Ben Solo because he was weak. Yeah. And it just yeah. mirrors so much of what was going on with Va- yeah. what Vader said. It's a great said, connection, Barb. As well as, mm-hmm. you know, the connection between Ben's low self-esteem and yeah. Anakin's yeah. low yeah. self-esteem. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're really moving into a place of hating themselves. Exactly. Yeah. You know, this right. hatred of self, which is, you know, uh, the what you can when you're in a place like that. And and I think a lot of people that struggle with depression, they they you know they can totally relate. I I know I can. It's it, you you can't see others very well because it, you're in pain. You know, mm. and and I think that's why Kylo is so fascinating. Mm is he's in this tremendous amount of pain. He hates himself so much. Yet at the same time, he's profoundly gifted. Mm. And he's, and he, and, and this is sick and demented, but he, he, he probably loves Ray mm. or he finds his kindred spirit in, in Ray. Right. And, right. and, but, and then he's willing to manipulate her mm. to, 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 you know, the whole, like a great line is like, you're nothing, but not to me. Right. Like, <laughs> Creepy. One of the times I saw it in yeah. the theater, a girl went, aw. And then I was like, <laughs> what? Are you crazy? This is manipulation. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know? But, yeah. but like, yeah. it, it truly is this kind of, um, you know, this dark, like, manipulative, gifted yeah. character that is truly doing a great service to the sequel trilogy, I mm. think. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm. well said. Jeremy, you had mentioned before just wanting to go to episode nine to see what happens yeah, to this yeah. character. Do you think that there will be a surprise waiting for us with this character's last showing in this film? I, I think we're going to be really surprised. And yeah. I'm not I'm not saying redemption or anything. I, right, I, right. I think I think we I'm still on the fence if he's the big bad. Mm. I don't know what that means. I, yeah. I, I I I find it very interesting when he needs Ray. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and he, and he's needed her. Yeah, like in the Last Jedi, I found some of the most compelling drama that. Mm. And um, you know, I, I wonder if there will be something to threaten him that it's not Ray and he'll need her. Interesting. Um, and in his own broken, messed up, dark way, ask for help. Yeah, and. It'll be interesting. I think the drama will, how will Ray respond to that? I mean, I'm just speculating, but that's the fun of it, you know? It is the fun of it. But I think, yes, to answer your question, I think we're going to be really surprised. Excellent. Eve, any other thoughts about Kylo Ren, either what we've seen so far or where we may be headed? (laughs) No. I, I, (laughs) speculation can kind of go left or right now. I'm getting to that point where I'm not afraid. To say my opinion on be. Star Wars things, <laughs> but be. I just don't want to deal with the shit. Mm, yeah, and yeah. there's no matter what you say, there's going to be shit. So I, yeah. I, as for Kylo, I don't know if there's a hundred percent guarantee of his redemption arc. I hope that there is at this point. Um, mm. 
I don't, I'm sorry, I'm not a Raylo, so I just don't see that happening. I see a connection there, but I don't see that happening. So I hope that doesn't happen. Outside of that, I'm just, I'm ready to sit back in that seat with my popcorn and my water bottle and just go to town. <laughs> I, I will bet that if I tweeted out on our USW account a graphic that said Star Wars Episode Nine Raylo, I bet you I could get a thousand likes. <laughs> I bet oh, you I could easy. get a thousand likes. Yeah, easy. You should do it. I might just do that because I have low self worth and I'll feel study. better about myself. <laughs> case study. What's your what's your favorite line of Kylo's? Like, the, what's the, the, the resistance is dead. Yeah. The, yeah. the war is over. Although, like, okay, my favorite Kylo line. Yeah, <laughs> and, we're not finished. No, uh, no, the, oh. well, yeah, that plays nicely, huh? My <laughs> my my ultimate favorite Kylo line slash moment is the droid. Yeah, still afraid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> entire yeah. scene is just gold. Yeah, well, yeah. and and what's interesting is you think back to those moments in the theater, and the first time I saw it, um, I don't recall like a, a big response. No. But but later, maybe yeah. it was when people got second viewings right. and, and I, right. I, there was a big laugh. Yeah. You know, it's such a great moment. Yeah. 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 How about you? You know, I I think I think those lines are are, are great. I do think um, that scene where he's talking to the the acting with a helmet on, where he's talking to his father. How the hell did he do that scene so well yeah. with a mask on? Yeah. I, I truly go back and watch the Force Awakens, and I'm just like. Damn, like the like he's moving and the, and JJ's choices of not moving with him, mm. like just mm. keeping the the camera static mm. and and he's moving out of frame and coming back in frame. I don't know, just added like so choices of of the director JJ Abrams and then and then of course Adam Driver's choices as an actor. Like what the hell? Like he has a mask on. Fairly talented. Yeah. Big things for that kid down the road. Yeah, I think he'll big, do all right. Big things for that kid. He'll pay the bills. <laughs> Barb, any final thoughts on Kylo Ren or Ben Solo? No, I mean, not anything more than what I've said and what's been said. I am really looking forward to seeing what his character does, how they... I don't want to see redemption, but that's just... Wow. See him die, die. It's more more that... it's It's not the lacking of compassion that I have. It's more that that's been done. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I agree. Let's see this story take a new direction. Mm. Yeah, that's a wow. good point. I, you know, that whole conversation has been one of the more interesting ones for me mm-hmm. as we're leading up to episode nine. And as we get more, it's like, okay, redemption, what does that even mean? What mm-hmm. does that look like? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of, of storytellers, when they deal with redemption, there's like still consequences for all their actions. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, you look at, like, Boromir. Yeah. Like, he tries to take the ring in Lord of the Rings. He There is a redemption moment for him, but it, he dies. Right. You know, Anakin Skywalker, he dies. You right. know, and, right. and I, I wonder if that's a route they would go if... I think we would, I think it would be quite surprising if he re, is redeemed and then, like, goes off alone at the end of it. Mm. To end the, the whole series mm. where he's... Someone gives their life to save him. Mm-hmm. And he... He still sort of hates himself, um, but he goes off to sort of repay the debt. Yeah. And we see it close out with him just heading off wow. into the sunset. Mm. Or the twin sunset. <laughs> Whoa! It's breaking! We're breaking it! 
That was exciting. <laughs> that was so exciting. <laughs> Stick around, Tauntauns. We'll be back to wrap things up right after this. We're not done yet. All right, Eve, let the folks know what's happening in the galaxy this week. Well, it's the last week to enter for the Fanfic February Mm, contest. We are taking submissions until the 14th. So if you haven't yet, go Mm. visit unmistakablystarwars.com, read the guidelines, and get to submitting. We do not want you guys to miss out, and we've already gotten a lot of really awesome submissions. Love it. Yes. Yes. Uh, and remember, the prize are some USW swag and a signed copy of the New York Times bestselling author Cat Valente's space opera novel. So, again, don't miss out. Just go over, do it, enter, and have a good time. Uh, and so the big special giveaway officially went live a few days ago, and we already have close to a 1,000 entries. Ooh, Everybody. Nice. Trying to win a one-five-day one, one five day Star Wars Celebration Chicago ticket pass. Mm. Um, and it's free. It's completely, totally free to enter the contest. And nice. to find out how and rules and dates and all that other stuff, go over to unmistakablystarwars.com forward slash articles and you will see it at the top and lastly as always we love hearing from you so if you have any questions that you would like featured on the show or comments you need to get off your chest you can drop us a line at unmistakably star wars at gmail.com or leave us a message on the studio hotline at 929-525-1977 nice thanks eve thousand entries and counting that's outstanding yeah that's pretty five day pass that's amazing wow yeah Get to hang out with Carl Hassler <laughs> for five days. Uh, <laughs> We're throwing that in for free. Maybe a little drive yeah. around in his van. Yeah. Well, well that sounds really van. creepy, yeah, doesn't it? Sorry. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Well, listen, as always, we, we want to thank you guys for hanging out with us. We mentioned last week, Jeremy, you weren't on the pod last week, but we mentioned, we kind of threw it out there that um, we've got this new thing called prequels in a pint yeah. that, that's coming up around the corner. So let the folks know what's what's going on with that. Yeah, we wanted to to do a few things in terms of branching out with yeah. um, USW, and one is we wanted to to continue to give like the the patrons like just cool stuff, right? And, and but we also with the 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace coming up, mm. my my not favorite but one i like a lot uh we want to talk about it and and but do it in and maybe in a different way yeah. and so uh we're going to be on youtube on our youtube channel uh we're going to have, be having a a series of conversations that's going to last a long time yes it is we're going to be going through um in the prequels and a pint series we're going to be going through the pre- prequel films almost scene by scene mm. and so they'll be in these mm. Uh, five to six minute, maybe a little bit longer, maybe a little bit shorter, little videos kind of walking through. Uh, we're starting, obviously, with The Phantom Menace. And uh, for our patrons, they'll be getting access to all those videos um, in advance before it comes out right. sort of officially on YouTube. But right. we'll also be doing some behind-the-scenes behind stuff right. as we film. And we'll be filming this Thursday mm-hmm. and getting that ready. And so we'll get that out to our patrons as soon as possible and then yeah. we'll be releasing it on um you know youtube in the next yeah. few weeks so yeah. um and it's going to be a lengthy series lots of videos <laughs> a lot of cool conversations a lot of questions uh but we're going to be revisiting this uh this 
episode one, you know, and and I think especially Mario Piper is going to be loving it. So yeah, that's, that's actually the subtitle. It's yeah. Three Thousand a Pint. Give with to Mario. Mario <laughs> yeah. Um, here's the thing, though. It's funny because you, you know you and I had had talked about it. You kind of approached me, said, "What about this?" And I yeah. thought, you know, fascinating. That's actually a part of my fandom that's grown over these past couple yeah. years. Yeah. And I, I told Eve, I said, hey, Jeremy's got this idea. And, yeah. and Eve, your, your reply was, okay, but isn't that only going to last like a month or so? <laughs> yeah, I was so concerned. Yeah, I know. It's not, well, it's not a great idea, but it's only going to last yeah. like a month. And, but, so you know, I've scripted yeah. right now, scripted out in terms of like the notes, the questions, the guiding, the guiding question. Right. I've scripted 16 episodes. Yes. Or 16 wow. videos. And here's I'm, the- at, I'm at 26 <laughs> minutes into the film. Yeah. So... <laughs> Oh my gosh! We have the first the first episode that we'll be we'll be filming is all about the crawl. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be fun. Uh, I think we might actually crawl ourselves just to kind of. We might. Well, no, we're not going to do that. So are you pausing as you're doing this? Well, we are. We're going to talking really fast. <laughs> well, because I've watched commentaries on yeah. DVDs and yeah. they never stop it. They just keep going and yeah. going and going. Yeah. I guess I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna be the way the videos will be produced is is just kind of. Commenting on it, cutting back, looking at the scenes, breaking it down. Okay. Like we'll be doing stuff like that. Cool. Um, yeah. So the first one's the crawl. The second one's all about is the Trade Federation really cool or mm. not? And and then we'll be talking about Qui Gon. Does he make any sense? So. Well, that'll be interesting given <laughs> real world news lately. Oh, uh, yikes. I can't wait. <laughs> well, it's called prequels in a pipe for a reason. Oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> bartender, make it a double. Um, listen, in addition to that, some of the things that we are also stepping up our game for our patrons. We, my, it's coming out like they're going to get something like almost every week of every month. It's kind of crazy. It's awesome. Yes. So we've got prequels in a pipe coming out that. That patrons are going to have exclusive for a while. They'll get a few episodes before the general public gets it. We're going to be giving away digital comics, Marvel digital comic codes to one of our patrons. And then we're now that we've got more Star Wars books on the horizon, beginning with uh, early next month. I think yeah. March 5th something yeah. comes out with Padme. One of our patrons is going to win an Audible book every time a Star Wars book comes out. And then, yeah, we've still got that little thing that Eve's been doing a great job with, which is Wild Space. So mm. it is, it's just chock full of goodness right <laughs> now. And Eve, I, I know it's in the main article, but also you had mentioned it's free to join the contest to win the five-day pass for Celebration. But yes, if but. you choose to actually, as one possible way to, I guess, increase your odds is actually to become a patron. Yes. <laughs> There's in the actual blog post, there is a scale for what particular tier level you actually sign up and subscribe to be. So depending if you're at the $5 per month level, you'll get 25 bonus entries. And it goes all the way up to the force level, which is $100 a month. And with that, you get 150 bonus entries. Boom. So yeah, but we will say that every patron that is currently and has been a patron has automatically been awarded them bonus points. So, yeah, that's awesome. And, but mm-hmm. current patrons don't be afraid to upgrade. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Speaking of our patrons, we want to thank you for hanging out with us, and as always, being so generous with your finances and sacrifice on uh, your behalf, so that we can produce this pod each and every week and bring you some great content with some insight. 
and a little bit of humor once in a while as well. Our patrons, Brandon Boylan, Jim Capron, Derek DuVernay, Dave Hackerson, Michelle Grundine, brand new patron, but longtime listener and friend of the pod, Matthew Keegan. So Matthew, welcome. Also, Neil Lowry, Mario Piper, Kyle Russell, Regina Sanders, Connie Shee, Aaron Sinner, Krista Smolensky, Franklin Taylor, Michael Ward, Amy Wishman, and our mystery patron on the island of Japan, I love C-3PO. In fact, I'm rooting Star Wars Episode Nine: Legacy of 3PO. <laughs> Legacy of 3PO. Wow. No. Yeah, nothing? No. Nobody? Okay. No. No. <laughs> I, I will say this, though. I'll go on the record that if someone must die to redeem Kyle, I'm okay for it to be C-3PO. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, he might do it. Oh, I'll toss him into the pit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's going to do it for this week, Mother of Tauntauns. We'll see you next time in the digital docking bay. And until then, may the Force be with you. Unmistakably Star Wars is a member of the Star Wars Escape Pods Network. Explore more great content and get to know our sister shows at WeAreEscapePods.com and on Twitter at WeAreEscapePods. The Star Wars Escape Pods Network. Promoting positivity in fandom. This party's over. Hold on.